0: Live from the Studio Complex in Baltimore, Maryland. You're listening to Info Warlocks with Sam Kelly. There is a war on for your magic.
1: Yes, there is literally a war on for our magic people. Um, yes, <laughs> Donald Trump might be the, the 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 biggest victim of witch hunts in American history, but <laughs> I'm at least the biggest victim in recent Baltimore there. history. At least
0: since Salem. <laughs>
1: Mm. I Just, like, how fucking egotistical is it of Trump to say that he's the biggest victim of, like, witch hunts when, traditionally speaking, witch hunters, like, went after, like, women? (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's a tough call because it's, like, in recent history, I, I, what is the word I'm looking for here? I beg anyone. That's not the word, but we're gonna go with it. I I I ask anyone to find me a person who has been more vilified consistently in in the media. It's tough. I mean, I understand he's not getting like, uh, you know, stoned to death like in 1682, or burned at the stake, or we're not throwing him in the water to see if he can float or not. But uh, it's not, you know, the 2020s version of that is. (laughs) <laughs> Basically getting lambasted all day, every day, and I, I think that's a fair statement. I can hardly think of anyone worse. I'll say that in his defense.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Um, but, to, but to counter counterpoint that, okay, I mean, I I always thought Trump would be like a good mayor of Gotham City, but mm. I don't think he's necessarily <laughs> an ideal president. But you know, but the, the I I from a chaotic standpoint. From chaos magic, it's like he's absolutely manifesting his best life. Like he just talks about himself like he's the shit. And then that's why yeah. stuff just like happens for him.
0: He, um, I think, you know, since you brought up the Batman illusions, I would say this. He wasn't, he was the president we deserved. <laughs> he was absolutely the president yeah. we deserved. Um, He he definitely did not, I mean, he definitely changed. I mean, I think anybody would agree with this. He changed the face of politics. Like, it's going to be difficult he is running in 2024. <laughs> um, from the Republican side, myself leaning more conservative, I tend to listen to more conservative media. Um, and on that side, people aren't really nearly as enthused. Did at, he
1: lose him when he supported vaccines? Is that is that when he lost a lot of people? There's
0: there's a part to that. I think with the vaccine thing, um, you know, a lot of the more right wing people. Obviously the sentiments about the vaccine are mixed on all sides. I mean, look, conservatives get, you know, Ben Shapiro talks about the vaccine all the time. He now admits that it was probably useless, which uh, you know, <laughs> I didn't get it, so I can't speak for it. But ben I'm here. Ben
1: Shapiro, the one Jew that um Connie uh, West likes. Right? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um
0: I think the re- I think that he it's tough for him to say that uh it wasn't worth it because it was his vaccine technically i mean it wasn't his (laughs) vaccine but the vaccine was developed under his administration so for him to now come out and be like yeah that kind of like did anybody not get covid because of the vaccine raise your hand in the room if you got vaccinated and didn't get covid nobody (laughs) nobody
1: (laughs) i i got vaccinated because i was pregnant because i was pregnant and that probably fucked my kid up (laughs) <laughs> more, like, Did you get COVID uh,
0: after the vaccine?
1: Uh, I think so. I, I don't know. I just, I, 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 I always feel horrible. I always feel shitty and wrong in my body. So it's like, it feels like I have COVID all the time. Mm. So I, I wouldn't know. <laughs>
0: See, that's, that's, a, that's a tough one The you know, cause we, we wanted to get into conspiracies here. And I think, I think the vaccine is a good place to start. Do you <laughs> not? Do you not think the vaccine yeah. is a good place to start? <laughs>
1: Uh, okay. Okay. Um, well, here in Baltimore, we like needles, so we looked in a difficult <laughs> cell. <but. laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was easy. That was easy.
0: Um, it, I don't think it's a conspiracy to say that it was, and it's understandable <laughs> to say, to, you know, that uh, it's understandable that uh, you know we we tried, we really did rush the process, and 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 the goal was to get everybody vaccinated to stop the spread of COVID. Um, it's not a conspiracy to say that that didn't work, uh, objectively, you know, when the, when the vaccine, when any vaccine first comes out, they say, uh, well, up until 2020, correct me if I'm wrong, but up until 2020, the definition of a vaccine entailed that you don't get the disease, like, like polio, I'm vaccinated for polio, uh, I don't have polio. I don't really know of anybody who is vaccinated for polio or measles or rubella or any of the other vaccines that we get routinely, and still get those. I know that happens, but those are called breakthrough cases, and breakthrough cases are supposed to be the anomaly, not the norm. Mm-mm. When people first, when we first released the vaccine in uh, June or April 2021, spring 2021, sometime around there. Um, they were calling uh, it breakthrough cases when people were still getting COVID after vac after vaccination. And then shortly after that, it became apparent that, no, it's the norm to still get COVID <laughs> after having the vaccine. So then we kind of just changed the definition of vaccine to be like, uh, well, it doesn't... Uh, It doesn't stop you from getting the disease.
1: A GED recipient question. Yes. What about chickenpox? Doesn't everybody get chickenpox even after you've gotten the shots? Um, I don't. I
0: don't think so. I think that chickenpox, from what I understand about chickenpox, you can only get it once, which is why in the uh, old days we used to have parents used to have chicken pox parties <laughs> and and this is a real thing this uh, is a real you've heard about this no 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 i haven't so back in the old days um i guess before they had developed the vaccine from a very young age uh if a kid got chicken pox parents would actually all bring their kids over to that kid's house and all the kids would get chicken pox because it's extremely <laughs> contagious and then they'd get it and they'd never get it again. And that was, that was like old school, natural immunity.
1: It's like letting your kid hang out with a feminist.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like everybody, everybody gets it. And then after that, it's just, okay, we're moving on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was, that was a definition. Uh, that was how stuff used to work. And then we also had an understanding in this country, a kind of consensus that immunity is real. And then you saw natural immunity kind of being uh, kind of like vilified, not vilified, but just kind of like brushed off as a legitimate thing, as if the uh, biological immune system of human beings and every other animal on the planet that has been our primary uh, way to fight off diseases since the dawn of life uh, is no longer relevant and the only possible way to become immune to a disease is by getting vaccinated by Pfizer um, or Moderna or one of these other big pharma companies. Moderna
1: sounds the sexiest. Moderna it does sound the like, sexiest. It's like the model. It's also sexy.
0: apparently was the most effective according to whatever numbers they released. But, you know, before vaccine, vaccines are what, a hundred-year-old technology? It's not that old. How did people become immune to stuff before then. We all understood the immune system. And then when people started pitching natural immunity as a viable uh, a viable defense against a virus, which is how stuff works, people were like, oh, here we go with the natural immunity thing. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Am I crazy or did, is immunity not a thing? <laughs> Do people not become immune to things? You right, know, right. is that how we have white blood cells? You know, <laughs> so in a in an effort to push the vaccine, we kind of reversed- Ourselves on every other understood uh, concept of how diseases work, including and most importantly, like I said, even what a vaccine is. So, the whole uh, purpose, the whole like pitch for why everyone needed to get vaccinated was so we could stop the spread, right? Because people would be like, well, you know, I don't want to get vaccinated. And he was like, no, you need to, because if you're not vaccinated, You know, you could spread that disease, whatever, which then begs the question if the vaccine works, why do you care if I'm carrying the disease? That's the whole point of the vaccine. Mm. So then, once it came out that the vaccine was not at all stopping the spread of COVID, it kind of like, what is the purpose? Think about this. What was the purpose of the vaccine mandates? Like, the whole idea was you can't come into this you can't come into this restaurant you can't come into your job you can't play football you can't do this you can't do that unless you're vaccinated why well the whole premise was if you're not vaccinated you're contributing to the spread well once it became abundantly clear that the vaccine did not stop the spread there really was no argument to continue trying to force people to become vaccinated outside of fuck you do what we tell you you know what i'm saying
1: yeah i I can definitely see that point um you know, the only thing I was doing was coming because I was pregnant during the the that whole time. So it's like I was isolated up in like Tawny town Maryland, where there wasn't shit fuck all to do anywhere. So I can't imagine what it was like here in the hellscape of Baltimore, you know, yeah. area already. But um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't. This is one thing that my more liberal friends and I disagree on, and. Some of the people that I know who are, like, black, I guess, are more mistrustful of getting the vaccine because of the experiments that the government used to conduct on people of color and poor people. So they mistrust the government, like, with these sort of things. And, and I get it. Like, I see both sides of it. For
0: sure. For sure. There's nobody who should be more wary of government mandates and things like that than black people <laughs> and, you know, whatever. It's like—and so— that's kind of the weird thing, too, um, in the way that the narrative in this country is pitched, is this idea. That's why I kind of hate even the term people of color. A, because somehow... We
1: should just say colored. We don't well, so, don't, don't, well just,
0: here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. It's funny you say that, because uh, it is weird how, like, you know, back in the 30s, 40s, whatever, including whenever they invented the NAACP... Which stands for National Association of Whatever Colored People, literally <laughs> yeah. what it stands for, um, that we decided colored people is an extremely derogatory thing to say. But if you say people of color, yeah, you yeah. just flip the words around. All of a sudden, that's an incredibly woke and progressive thing to say. It's like language is so silly like that. So that's one stupid thing I, I, I think about that. The other thing is, is this kind of condescending idea. Um, that you can just umbrella every non-white person in America (laughs) into one group. This idea of people of color uh, kind of suggests that black people, Latino people, Asian people, Middle Eastern people, Indian people, and so forth, all kind of have one unifying uh, experience and that they all kind of have one unifying... uh, opinion and 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 uh, agendas within their communities because they're because the way they want to pitch it in america is that it's just white people and then non-white people and if (laughs) i was a non-white person it's like wait okay i'm a black guy we have completely different issues we have completely different values we have completely different uh experiences than chinese people or korean people or mexican people it's like and and the idea that they try to just Take all of these people and put them into one thing: people of color. I think that's I. I What's what an Italian that's, slur?
1: Your, like, what are they called? Dago A- Guineas. D- I don't know why that's just hilarious. Just like day. I mean, I would be like, I would own that. I'd be like, yes, like yeah, like.
0: Well, the I, thing is, is, is. Like- Italian people and do. And I'm kind Irish, of own so we were like, yeah, we, well, we were,
1: and, and Jewish, but there there's
0: there's a couple groups that <laughs> that just love embracing all the stereotypes. <laughs> it is funny because, you know, like Irish people is another one. Like you call an Irish Paddy's, person a mick. Yeah, yeah. Which I love that Fuck slow. Yeah, I m- think I it's m- great. M- it's awesome. Fucking yeah. Mick. It's great.
1: McDonald's bitch. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's
0: like they kind of love it. You know, like they love the stereotype that they're all drunks and like, you know, drink like an Irishman or like whatever. And it's like, it's kind of hard to imagine any other group of people kind of just being like, yeah, we're all worthless alcoholics,
1: but they love it. Right. They love
0: it. Like, you know, like
1: family tradition, motherfucker. Yeah.
0: You hear all the time with, with, especially in the sports realm with like mascots getting canceled, like, you know, recently you know obviously, yeah, why
1: haven't they fucking canceled the lucky charms leprechaun that's be, offensive to irish the
0: lucky charms leprechaun the notre dame fighting irish <laughs> their fucking their uh <laughs> their their mascot is well
1: i feel like the world is against me so i still carry on the tradition well like the yeah fighting irish well, exactly <laughs> like, but
0: but it's just kind of funny how like irish people just don't give a fuck <laughs> and like you know in, i'm greek and italian and like there's not a lot of Italian stuff in Isn't them. This the one that starts
1: with a G, not Guido, but Guap. Or guap.
0: Um, well, there's WAP. Yeah, WAP. WAP, WAP stands Which means for a different, without papers. Know. That's W O P, not the cardio, uh, b- car- yeah, yeah. cardio B. Not the Cardi B WAP. Yes. WAP. Yeah. So without papers, kind of. WAP is traditionally I think supposed to be for Italians but it kind of applies I think you can call a Greek a WAP Mm -hmm. you know it really just means any kind of immigrant (laughs) from Europe or whatever Ah, generally it is good (laughs) anything (laughs) one syllable is great it is great yeah
1: because you could just totally just take away a person's humanity just with a little one syllable you know Oh, totally
0: well that's that's the other thing it's just like going back to the vaccines and every issue it's like you know black the black community has a a very justifiable and understandable distrust in the government, um. Th- but when you look at the way the progressive uh, agenda is pitched, um, because the progressive agenda is really uh, upper crust white people. That's that's who's really kind of making the progressive agenda, um, and their views are so like like I said before kind of just like, well, we're like the good white people. And so we just are going to tell every other group of people what their opinion is. And when it gets slapped back in their face, like a great example is when they first voted on gay marriage in California um, uh, in, I think, 2008 or something like that. Um, The reason why it didn't pass at first is because the black community overwhelmingly voted against it. Because they're
1: overwhelmingly Christian. Yeah. yeah, this is something that, yeah, I wanted to get to. That, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that
0: was something that, like, uh, you know, we had uh, uh Umar Khan, Khan on the pass. I love Umar Khan. He, at the time, I think he was rooming with Eric. Eric and he were living together. And uh, we were kind of talking about this a little bit, kind of touching on the subject. And he was like, yeah, it's just like, you know, I feel like it's like the, I feel like other, you know, it's just like the really Christian whites. And I'm like, um... The black community is extremely Christian. The Latino community is extremely Christian. <laughs> extremely Christian. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Latino community and the black community as a whole are far uh, sorry, it's a statistical fact. They're far less accepting of right, the whole maybe. trans shit and all the and all the LGBT things as a whole. I'm not saying I agree with that or disagree with it. I'm just saying that's a fact. Right. You right. know? So like this idea that it's just these these you know reactionary christian white people versus the world you know whites versus yahoos. that's not how the country really works but that's how they want to pitch it because in reality it's just marxism haves versus have-nots and so in russia and china and all these other extremely homogenous countries where everybody everybody in china is chinese ho, ho. yeah, yeah. Every, i don't know if anybody knows this but everyone in china is chinese <laughs> so you can't
1: except for those Muslims right the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. that they're like ethnically cleansing
0: yeah and so you can see how like other countries react when there's a a different cultural group they don't treat them very well the Uyghurs the Uyghurs (laughs) we treat our Uyghurs pretty well over here (laughs) Uh, in the early 2000s, they kind of, they kind of had a, they <laughs> kind of had a, they hit their stride. Wiggers aren't as big anymore here, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they're really not doing yeah. well in China.
1: <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, I watched a clip recently from the ATV productions or something about like um a fighter in Brooklyn Park. And I was like, yes. I'm like, that's bringing back like the bigger yes. aesthetic. But it's like, it was like not like some dude in the suburbs. He was like fucking legit. He's like, a Brooklyn a Park. Lead. Yes. That yes, is. That's, I, I lived there for quite some time. You that's know, the White Hood. Sister. Hell yeah. <laughs> you seen that, uh
0: that map? um Somebody posted like the Baltimore map and it was like.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. I got to see that. I haven't
0: it seen it. It's really good. And it's, it, they like really, it's not just like you know the the six different it's like every area of baltimore <laughs> down to like blocks and right. it's just saying who these people are and and Brooklyn park was the white hood
1: <laughs> yeah it just goes to show you how like cultures form like in the smallest of neighborhoods because we are a fairly small city compared to a lot of other places mm-hmm. and, um, but yes i'm um, going back to the religiousness of black people um i just I just wanted to talk about something personally related to this podcast is ever since I started doing this podcast, um, ever since I started being more open about my spiritual beliefs, um, I've lost some friends and some horrible rumors have been spread about me and people are literally acting as if I'm worshiping the devil again I, I said it on the last podcast if I made a pact with Satan yeah. for success don't you think I'd be doing a little better yeah <laughs> similar to uh, being half Jewish if I truly believe that the Jews control the world
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 no offense Sam but if this is the best Satan yeah. can do for you then I don't think <laughs> I don't think Christians have a lot to worry about. No,
1: yeah, yeah. And it's like I'm not I'm just talking about um about it's like I I lost my I I just give her soul custody like not custody of my fucking soul like to the devil like to to my ex like this week and stuff with my children and everything. Like if 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 I were sucking dick for crack money <laughs> to worship Satan like these people are spreading um, I wouldn't be living in Glen Burnie by the light rail stop I'd at least be living in a one bedroom place in a Curtis Bay I'd at, yes. least, I'd at least be making that much for, the, for the, my dick sa- sucking the
0: Satan part of that yes, yes. <laughs> if you were sucking dick for crack money yeah, you yeah. probably would be living in Glen Burnie yeah. but but <laughs> But yeah, yeah. if your soul was in the devil's hands, <laughs> right. you might at, at least, least be you... able to move to Pasadena. Exactly.
1: Yeah, Something yeah. a little own. bit,
0: you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like, so it's just, again, I, I don't know whether this is just part of a test, like I me mean, embracing who you truly are, but it's like, I truly feel like I lost... Um, some friends uh, recently over this over my religious beliefs when I thought that Christians are supposed to be like the most accepting people of all.
0: That's so weird. <laughs> I, I, I'm still shocked at this development. Like I, I didn't realize people took it that seriously. Like you do hear about, um, you know, like people like Christian families that don't let their kids celebrate Halloween. I've yeah, heard yeah. about that in the past. And you're just kind of And it like, is. It's
1: a pagan holiday. I mean... It's but. a pagan holiday, but it's like, dude, but, lighten yeah. up.
0: It's like yeah. no kid is sitting there fucking, you know, worshiping Baphomet when he's trick-or-treating. <laughs> he's just dressing up as fucking Captain I America. I know whether
1: it's Baphomet or like Baphomet, like Ralphie May or like... Timothy Chalamet. <laughs>
0: Timothy.
1: hell yeah oh my god Chalamet. yes like yeah that i would totally worship baphomet yeah see
0: someone, this but... proves our point i've celebrated halloween uh <laughs> 30 years and counting 30 years in a row and uh don't even know how to pronounce baphomet <laughs> so so clearly there's not a lot you of you know the-
1: what my one issue with the church of satan is okay baphomet's supposed to be this androgynous hermetic like deity combining like male and female you know the principles of like alchemy and everything so when they erected the Baphomet statue with like the children and everything like I, mm-hmm. I forget where they put it but they put it somewhere controversial I think somewhere by like some judicial building or whatever they make Baphomet um, just like have flat like man nipples like they didn't give Baphomet like luscious like giant tits like he's like depicted as like Is having. he supposed
0: to be busty? Yeah
1: yeah Baphomet yeah. Baphomet
0: is bust. I think it is Baphomet by the way. Yeah okay Baphomet I think we're gonna yeah, go yeah. with Baphomet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah see it's like yeah and i'll again, put my chips gonna, down for that <laughs> <one>. <laughs> yeah rose um vine shank has like a funny joke where she says that she worships sapphomet that's that's the lesbian version term, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah um,
0: the thing with, with the thing with satan i've never understood satanism because uh like i feel like the christians uh obviously they worship god and jesus that that goes with the name um <laughs> jesus and they acknowledge satan as a <laughs> legitimate thing um but i feel like a lot of satanists uh people that are self-proclaimed satanists almost it's more akin to atheism than an actual like i don't like you would think that satanism would be just as religious as christianity uh except the opposite. Right. Like basically right. just everything that the Christians do, everything the Christians value, the Satanists do the opposite cuz right. Satan is supposed to be like the fucking, you know, other side <laughs> of the yin yang from God. Yeah, yeah. Um but Satanists kind of just I feel like I don't even feel like Satan himself comes into play that heavy <laughs> Right, they symbol, yeah. I feel like if, if I, you know, because I've never obviously delved deep, but that's not the point of these podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not supposed to know what we're talking <laughs> no, about. No. We're just supposed to fucking Mercury's talk. Mercury's
1: an Aquarius, baby. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I feel like it's more akin to kind of, Uh, self worship uh, and when I say self worship not in like a necessarily egotistical way more of an egoistical way (laughs) which is a different word Okay, okay. Um, egotism and and I think this is true and if it's not true it should be true um, because there are certain things that like English just kind of got wrong quick side away the fact that bi-weekly could either mean uh, twice a week or every other week You would think that in the thousand years of English language that we could have made up another word so that 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 level of ambiguity to a word that's probably used commonly, like bi-weekly is something, bi-monthly, you know, like like if if I say bi-monthly, everyone should know that that means... Every or twice a month, right,
1: monthly. That's what your dad's doing on Grinder on his second phone. <laughs> yeah, 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 on his second
0: phone, on his buy phone. Um, but it's like there's certain things where it's like we, you know, we could hone in on this a little bit. And egotistical and egoistical egoism and egotism. Um, if this is not a distinction that's real that I'm just making up, it should be the case. <laughs> egotism is just kind of like more akin to just arrogance narcissism, just this idea that you're the fucking shit. You're the best. You're egotistical. Egoism as an idea is more so just the idea of your ego and the idea, this the idea of yourself as being this all like you, it's you, like it's me kind of the opposite of Buddhism, which say that like Mm -mm. the ego is a delusion that we're all connected. People that are egoists, um, kind of, uh, settle with the idea that like, no, it's me. Like they they might be more likely to say like, you know, like all the universe is just my imagination that like you're just a projection of my own mind or whatever. And um, I got to say, that's not a terrible, right, terribly right. flawed philosophical idea. That kind of, the other word is solipsistic, just the idea that like, you're the only thing that exists and everything else is just your imagination.
1: Right, like everyone shits on main character syndrome, but if you're not the main character of your own fucking life, Mm -hmm. then what the fuck are you, what? what? Like, isn't that what it's supposed to be? Like,
0: (laughs) you know, everybody, people say like, oh, you think you're like the center of the universe, but it's like, you know, if we're all being honest, first of all, everyone is the center of their own universe. Everything I experience is through the lens of me. Right, right, Like, I've n- I'm have not just going to wake up one morning and be you. I'm right, not going right. to wake up one morning and be Joe Rogan. Like, I'm just <laughs> me. So every other thing that happens uh, is relative to how it affects me and my experiences and everything. So it's kind of dishonest for people to suggest that they don't look at themselves as the center of the universe. Right, right. Now, that's why you have religions like christianity and basically most mainstream religions that all kind of bring in this concept that try to fight that sense of you are the most important thing because we all naturally believe that
1: okay question sorry do you think that the people that wrote or delivered the prophetic messages (laughs) of the bible whatever the dudes from the king james do you think that they created all that stuff about you know getting away from your ego and doing what's best for like in the name of God, for for your fellow man, do you think that they created that as a way to manipulate working class or poor people in order to follow the structures of the church while they got to be fat cats, you know, off of
0: I think that uh, their
1: people's servitude, or
0: I I think you're definitely onto on something because when you say the King James Bible, because the other the other big criticism that the Bible gets constantly is that you know, and I actually went through a phase in my early twenties, late teens, actually, I think I was like freshman, sophomore year of college, where I just decided I was going to like read the Bible. Mm-mm. And um, I started at the Old Testament, which was a big mistake. I probably should have <laughs> just started yeah, at yeah, the yeah. New Testament because the New Testament is actually much more relevant and it's actually yes, what yep. defines Christianity because the Old Testament is is kind of what, that's like the Torah, that's like Judaism as well. Yeah, so like yeah. that's kind of the distinction between Judaism and Christianity is the Jews, uh, acknowledge Jesus as a thing that exists as a prophet
1: that's how difficult it is to impress a Jewish parent is that the fucking Messiah could come yeah, yeah, like, yeah no yeah. no, you're not it. he's you not know, good, you, good yeah, enough for you,
0: you. <laughs> he's not good enough for you he's a goy <laughs> what's a goy a Christian It <laughs> yes. doesn't exist yet
1: <laughs> that's another great slur word, goyim <clears throat> and then oh, shiksa yeah. oh, I love that word shiksa oh, oh my god look at how what the shiksa knows
0: what's a shiksa uh,
1: that's a female non-Jew so oh so you know, goy okay a gotcha. blue-eyed, blonde-haired, shiksa. Or shiksa. With-
0: <laughs> yeah, Jews, Jews have good words. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: Beclempt. <a> yes. schmuck.
1: <laughs> yeah, schmuck holding. That's probably What's like
0: the thing. <laughs> schmuck holding? <A>
1: chutzpah, yeah. <laughs> that's got to be the
0: number one porn also- <laughs> category on <laughs> Pornhub.
1: Also, side note, warlock sounds like the magical version of being cuckolded, doesn't it? It does, uh, like, yeah, yeah, It sounds like a wizard cuckold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Being you got yeah, warlocked, yeah, bro. Yeah.
0: <laughs> The mother dude just magic your bitch.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. But
0: you know, the thing that we have to take into account is two things. Uh, the Bible is a collection of books from various different things. Basically, the Bible was essentially the original, like I don't want to say encyclopedia, but like all the biggest stories compiled into one book that then has been translated a bajillion times. yeah. And yeah. the reality is, is, um, you know, when people, there was no, I don't know if people know this, but um, 2,000 years ago, we didn't have the internet. <laughs> we didn't have the printing press. For you
1: Gen Z. You Gen had, Z. yeah, you had to be
0: like, if you wanted some, if you wanted a copy of the Bible, you literally had to have enough money to pay a dude to sit there with a fucking quill <laughs> and ink and write yeah. out the Three. entire bible for you. And god forbid it wasn't already in your language because then you had to have enough money to get the dude to also translate it to your language. So the access to the information within the bible was incredibly limited and clearly, you know, every time they get a hold of it and and you know, you go your church is the for an entire city. That church has the one copy of the bible. And then whatever corrupt person might be in control of that is then translating the messagery of the Bible to the community to potentially kind of, you know, gear it towards their own self-benefit. That goes for the same way when the church commissions an English translation. I think the original Bible was written in uh, Aramaic, Hebrew, and maybe ancient Greek. Um, I don't speak any of those. I don't think anybody alive speaks at the very least Aramaic or ancient Greek. (laughs) My grandparents are from Greece. They speak Greek. Uh, They don't speak ancient Greek. Ancient (laughs) Greek is like, it's, it's, you know how, like when you listen to like old English and it's like. Maybe you can kind of get the gist of what they're saying, but yeah, yeah. not really. Like
1: ye old wenches
0: and, yeah, that's yeah. like that's like medieval English, like ye yeah, yeah. e old. And even then, you're like, eh, maybe I can kind of understand. They're like
1: whatever, women aren't allowed to read. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, yeah I get. Yeah, like <laughs> whatever. Um, ancient Greek is very, very different than modern Greek. Um, I would imagine that you could probably, like I said, kind of piece together what they might be saying as a modern Greek speaker, but. The, I think Hebrew, obviously, is still a living language. Yeah, Outside yeah. of that, it's like they com- these churches, these few people in power, commission these English translations. And obviously, when you're translating this book a billion times, the messagery gets lost in translation, sometimes accidentally, because sometimes languages have words for things that other languages don't and so they just kind of go with like the best the closest thing to it and then when they do that it doesn't quite really capture it right. you know like
1: and th- even if you look at the original source, it's like the 12 disciples yeah like t- his friends like each one of your friends has a different fucking opinion of you Yes. So it's like even at the original source, like John and Peter's fucking view of Jesus is like totally different.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like
1: um, I think Peter is like the biggest dick in the Bible. I don't. I, I thought it was or, well. There's maybe,
0: Judas but... who like yeah, yeah yeah straight up betrayed Judas him. Judas Priest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then Peter was the de- he denied him. So basically, I think the story goes that, and this is because I played Jesus in Jesus Christ <laughs> Superstar <laughs> nice, for my nice. church play, awesome. and this is really what kind of uh cemented any biblical. Understanding I have, but uh, um, Judas was the one who basically sold of course, Jesus Jew is out. In the name. Sorry. Yeah, 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 of course, and of course, he was played by a black guy, in the, so they got they, they covered all their cards. Um, but that guy was fucking awesome, and Judas's song in that movie are uh, the best songs.
1: Oh, the villains always had the best, yeah, songs yeah, yeah. In it was
0: fucking great. Andrew yeah. Lloyd Webber shouts out,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so Judas was kind of the one who sold Jesus out, who mm-hmm. was like. Yeah, like this is where he's going to be, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I think that was the whole thing of the last supper where like he knew he was getting taken away and and Judas was kind of the one who like led them to him for money and he regretted it deeply and and the way they pitch in the uh the play, the rock opera as it's known. Um, and I don't know if this is this congruent with the Bible or maybe they just kind of pitch it this way in the play, but I think I like to believe it's the case where Judas was actually Jesus's strongest believer and oh. he he felt that Jesus had kind of gone astray. And that was when he was like, you know, I need to kind of check you a little bit.
1: That's some toxic relationship, yes. toxic masculinity, fucking. Yeah.
0: And then <laughs> um, he totally. kind of, uh, you know, obviously once he saw what happened, he he completely regretted it, and that's why he hung hanged himself. He killed himself.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, that's good. Did no, you know I'm just, that? No, I had no idea. Yeah. Wow. Judas,
0: when when he saw yeah. what they did to Jesus, he hanged himself right. because he was so upset with himself and what he did. Um. Now Peter, his story was that um. He, after that whole thing happened, Peter had kind of been like Jesus's other right-hand man, Uh, because Judas really was Jesus's main right, main, he was his main bitch. Like, he was (laughs) like, he was his main... Um, Oh my
1: god, it's always your best fucking friend It's
0: always, yeah, it's always (laughs) the closest ones to you Um, And then afterwards When they were saying They were kind of like hunting down the disciples And being like, yo, anybody who even fucked with Jesus Is now on our list And Peter was like, I never (laughs) fucked with him
1: Oh, right, right, yeah. And
0: then when, uh, I think when when Jesus rose from the dead three days later, uh, <laughs> no, no. that was uh, like me
1: after you know, I've done, you know, yeah, many yeah, yeah. And, yeah. whoa, what a night, <laughs>
0: what a weekend. Yeah. I'm back, bitches. It's just Monday, yeah. <laughs> bad case. The Mondays, huh? Uh, um, Peter denied him, but the point of all this, you know, talking about the Bible is, uh,
1: it's also like the most magical text ever written. Like it's, you can't... It's like
0: you have to be smart enough and you... First of all, you have to have the respect for humanity to at least go, you know what? This is the most influential book uh, com- compilation of stories and texts uh, ever ever conceived, oh, ever yeah, yeah. compiled. Um, and this these writings have been the the cornerstone and the foundations of particularly the west yes all yes. of our values and when you
1: actually look at the shit that jesus said it's nothing like what these fucking holy rollers on television exactly, try to do
0: exactly exactly
1: jesus said go into the dark of your room and you shall know god yes There's and he even about talks church.
0: about false prophets and the idea that they that people will take his message and try to uh, construe it in a way that benefits them. And you have to be a smart enough person to know the difference between someone who is using the Bible as a way to bring themselves power and influence right, right. as opposed to being able to look through. And in that same light, you have to be able to read the Bible and, n- and not necessarily feel the need to take everything literally. Like, yes, I don't a lot of think, metaphor. I don't think you need to literally believe That Jesus came back from the dead. I don't think you literally need to believe that. uh, You know, God created the world in seven days. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's where people really get mixed up because you talk to a lot of atheists who are like, you know, I believe in science. I believe in logic, and it's like, all right, well, here's some logic. Um, the human mind cannot conceive of something that we can't conceive of infinity. We have ideas about it. Mm. We can um try to make analogies to try to kind of fit it into our brains. But we really don't have a concept of what it means to have no beginning and have no end because nothing in our lives, in our tangible existence, has that property. Um, So when you look at the universe and you look at the fact that we do exist, you know, that was the big development with Rene Descartes when he said, I think, therefore I am. Mm. What did
1: he do? his sounds familiar. He was a
0: philosopher and he wrote uh, his most influential work that I know of was called The Meditations. And the first thing that he set out to do in that book was he kind of was sitting there with that kind of like Socratesian, ancient Greek type of way of thinking where it's like, you know, when Socrates said, all that I know is that I know nothing. Basically that idea was this idea that like you don't really know anything anything. You believe it. Like, you know, I believe that we're sitting here. I believe that I have these hands and this is my body. But that could be some form of uh, delusion by the limitations of my own mind that we don't actually know. So Rene Descartes set out and he said, I want to start with the one thing that I could absolutely say for sure I know. And the one thing he could think of was, I think, therefore I am. And what that means is, I don't know if I actually am Rene Descartes. I don't actually know if I'm writing this book right now. But what I do know is that something exists that is thinking this right now. And therefore, the only thing I can say is, Something exists to be thinking it's me right now. So well, there is trippy. something. That There's, doesn't like AI s- and yes, everything. Yeah. There, there a, a is something. Because there could just be nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's the question that the scientists can't really answer, which is why is there anything? Yeah, why yeah. is there anything? If you think about it and you stop thinking, even the Big Bang, that still requires something. Yes, it yeah. still requires. So like in or the idea of believing in God or believing in this higher thing that is beyond our comprehension. Um, that's really just kind of a a conclusion you come to when you let go of the idea that you know everything. When you let go of the idea that if you sit and think about it hard enough, you can figure out the answers to the universe. That's a very egoistical and kind of uh, arrogant, not in a bad way, but it is kind of that human arrogance to think that like, well, you know, the scientists say this and it's like, well, they also said that the earth revolved around, or or the (laughs) sun revolved around the earth. They also said that, uh you know people were getting sick in hospitals not because of germs but because of bad smells in the air you know like legitimately these prevailing theories throughout history germ theory was the radical thing when these guys had this idea that there were these microscopic organisms that were causing infections and causing and it this. was
1: actually midwives and like local folk, like women who like were the first ones washing their hands and be like, yeah, bro, like yeah. touching like a woman's like fluids after you like wash yeah. your fucking hands. And dude. a lot of, and a lot
0: of doctors, you know, and that, I forgot the name of the guy who was really the biggest proponent of germ theory. Um, Cause they were really trying to figure out why these death rates in surgery were so high for these like routine surgeries and then he speculated i think it's because you guys are just using the same equipment without sanitizing it in between patients and you're not sanitizing the you know table or whatever you're not washing your hands and when he just proposed like how about we wash all of our equipment with soap wash your hands before each surgery and his hospital like reduced the death rate in surgery astronomically and there were still the vast majority up until that point and including holdovers that still didn't want to believe it, the prevailing idea was that he was a quack. (laughs) He was a wacko. And that's kind of what we have to remember when we have all this... Sentiment in modern day society. Trust the experts. Trust Didn't the experts. Didn't
1: they put the dude that said that the earth revolved around the sun? What, what, what the fuck was Galileo. Galileo. Didn't they put him to death or something? They like, did. Or, they put, they put it's Socrates like, to death. They, yeah, again, like powers that be, whatever. Now, it's the like, thing <laughs> is,
0: the thing is, I've heard that like that's kind of a sensationalized tale. I've also heard that like the idea that the earth revolved around the sun was not as radical at that time as it's kind of pitched. It's kind of pitched as like Galileo was like the one guy Who thought it, but it was from my understanding, it was kind of a, it had kind of gained some steam. And I think a lot of people, maybe not the majority, but a lot of people had kind of come to accept that. Um, So I don't know exactly how that, how sensationalized and embellished that story is, but the point still stands that throughout history, it's really science is kind of defined by a majority opinion that is incorrect. And then somebody comes along with a new opinion that is correct and has to fight tooth and nail to sway the majority. Which means that the majority of scientists throughout history uh, are wrong. That's a real reality. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when Einstein came along and had this idea of the theory of relativity, that was this completely new concept that flipped physics on its head. Which means that All the stuff, not everything, you know, you still had Newtonian physics, Isaac Newton's ideas of mechanical physics and things like that. But even that was kind of a radical change.
1: I can't even make a mashed potato lava volcano out of a fucking school science project. So my knowledge of actual science is like extremely limited. But that's,
0: look, most most people in any field are just kind of going to parrot and regurgitate whatever they've been taught they go to a school they get their degree their professor told them this and that's their running theory very few people have the chutzpah to (laughs) fucking take what is known at the time and challenge it and that's ultimately how we've gotten to where we are it's not by uh the scientists who just went with the status quo and just repeated whatever the common belief was it was a scientist who said no dude guess what uh, it's called calculus, bitch. Actually, time is not constant. People didn't. People don't fuck. People still don't understand that now. <laughs> right. The idea that time is relative. People don't even know what that means. If yeah, you ask yeah. the average person, what does it's that all mean? All made
1: up. It's like <laughs> they don't fucking
0: know. And the sun si- when Isaac when fucking the world I, could have
1: actually ended in 2012. It's another conspiracy. Yeah. that it actually ended. In <laughs> people, mind,
0: people just have way too much trust in what they're told and, and I'll tell
1: you a scientific explanation that I don't fucking believe that. And this might be whatever. I apologize if I, no, I don't fucking apologize. Fuck you. If I've had anyone, um, for myself again, the reason why I could never have an abortion for myself, but I believe in abortion. I believe in women's rights to choose. I believe, you know, past like before, like too deep in the second trimester. But when I found out that a flash of light literally enters the egg when the wow. sperm, there's a flash of light, and scientists try to say that that's uh, zinc. <laughs> or the yeah. fuck, like, like yeah. how Baltimore people pronounce "sink," like, yeah, yeah. like a, a mineral or something. Like, oh yeah, that's just zinc. it. Doesn't prove anything. I'm like, fuck you. Like, a flash of life thats a fucking soul.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, well, here's the thing, and here, here's you know, glad you brought up a board.
1: And again, but uh, no, abort all the babies you want. Yeah. So, like you know, but whatever. Like, I, I had enough of them. But
0: <laughs> the because my my idea is with the board, and, and of course, who fucking cares? You're a white guy. You don't. You know, your opinion doesn't matter. Okay, fine. I'll, fine. My opinion doesn't matter. No, no, no. but I'll still say it. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, this is a good example of the "quote unquote" science people, the the believers in logic and reason and science, kind of taking on a religious uh, dogmatism towards this idea, um, because the idea that life does not begin at conception is inherently an anti-science belief. Now, because you cannot logically give any other scientific definition of the beginning of life, we all agree that life ends at death. Well, where does it start? It has to start at some point. We all agree that it doesn't start when your baby comes out of your vagina. That cannot be the definition of the beginning of life and nobody thinks that. Nobody agrees with the idea that you can abort a baby a day before. Some people do, most sane people don't. Um so then you have to go, okay, well when does it begin? When does when does life begin? Um, you can say anything. I'm still you
1: waiting want. for it to start. Feeding. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you can say heartbeat. You can say whatever. But all of those are arbitrary kind of man-made distinctions that we want to make to say, um, well, maybe we could say it's when this much electric impulse. It's like no. The only real definition you could give is when the sperm fuses with the egg, and that begins the process of life. And if that process is uninterrupted, unaborted, it is moving towards a human life. You have begun the process of human life. That's the definition. In an effort to try to pitch—and this is not an anti-abortion take. This is just saying, look, if you want to get an abortion, that's your business. But you're not going to sit here and try to you know, rationalize it in your mind to make yourself feel better about it by convincing yourself and the whole world that actually it's not a big deal. It is a big deal to get an abortion because you are aborting a human life. If you can accept that and say, <laughs> "Hey," yeah. if you can say, "You know what?" Um, before three months, I know that it's a human life, but it's not the same moral yeah. value as a three-month-old baby. I'd say, yeah, I agree. Right, right, I agree. Right. Yeah, in yeah. the same way that a eighty-year-old, like they have that, uh, that kind of like thought experiment where they're like, you know, pro-lifers. Uh, if you're in a burning building and in one room, there's a a room of of one, there's one infant in one room and in the other room, there's a hundred unborn fetuses, which you can only Um. save... One of them. Who would you save, the hundred fetuses or the newborn infant? It's like,
1: are they like in a tube or are they like in I a bunch know. of bitches' stomachs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't fucking like, know. How do you how do you save Just them? a
0: bunch like, of fucking yeah. fetuses in a fucking jar. I don't know what the uh. fuck. It's just it's supposed to be just like it's supposed to prove the point. that It's like most sane, honest people would be like, I would save the baby. Yeah, I would yeah. save the actual living baby. Okay, but that doesn't disprove that the fetuses are still alive. All you've done is prove that the the actual born infant has more value intrinsically than the unborn fetus. Mm-hmm. You could make that same argument and say, if in one room you have five five-year-old children <laughs> and in the other room you have 60, 90-year-olds, who are you going to save? 69. Yeah, 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 yeah. 60, <laughs> 90-year-olds. You're going to save the children. Is anybody? Does that mean the 90-year-olds aren't alive? No, it just means that the, the child's life has more value than right. the 90-year-old's life. All we've done at that point is just make a a kind of a juxtaposition of values, saying that some life has more value than other lives. That's obvious. If I, if I crushed an ant and killed it right now, nobody would give a fuck. If I crushed you and killed you, that would matter. It doesn't mean the ant wasn't alive. Some
1: people would be celebrating.
0: <laughs> <laughs> some people would be happy. Yeah. <laughs> but know. it's just. I guess my point is, I'll let, you know give it back to you. But it, it's just that you know. As scientific as people like to pretend to be, ultimately, everyone's nexus of their universe of their worldview and their ideas of existence falls back on some form of faith. Uh, you can't explain how something came from nothing. You can try, but it's not there. Scientists can't explain it. And most scientists acknowledge the, the idea of something that exists beyond our comprehension. And most people and throughout history have come to call that God.
1: Damn. yes, I just gotta snap on that. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Hell, yeah, no, totally. I mean, that that was awesome. like I I completely agree. Um, I love God. I love faith. I just the religious structures that make people bigoted or judgmental toward each other or these yeah. rigid structures that attempt to control people, that's what I'm against. But personal faith is an incredibly beautiful thing. And when I tr- attempt to share my beliefs, I'm not trying to convert anybody into the fucking occult cult or anything i'm just trying to spread that divine light comes from christ and it also comes from other archetypal figures throughout mythology yeah. and the and but part of god that's always been missing for me is the feminine part of god and in ancient texts been through, there was always a goddess and a god and um i think that's what the church is missing is
0: a the- uh, chick god
1: the Holy Spirit. It's total. It's totally is totally, Mary or is Sophia. Wisdom. um and there's a missing text from the Bible, the the Gospel of Magdalene, mm. uh, and uh, the women at Christ's crucifixion were mentioned. They were just like a bunch. There are even more women uh, followers than male disciples, but they were completely erased from the Bible. And
0: I think that um and this maybe my I think that the reason probably God is personified as a father, a man. Um, because, you know, as not woke as I am, uh, I would say God is truly non-binary.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, He's,
0: yeah. he's yeah. the one person I would say they, them to, and not cringe internally. Right. right. Um,
1: well, yeah, because he's omnip- omnipotent. He puts yeah. a nip in. Um, yeah. Know.
0: The idea of male and female is locked in and it's not an idea, you know, I'm not going to go there and be like male and female is an idea. It's not, it's real. Um, uh, but you know, God is not necessarily a man or a female. Uh, but we kind of have that idea, like we were talking about in the last episode, like father sky and mother earth, which right. is kind of like just that kind of, it's, it's basically a way of kind of compartmentalizing it again, because these are things that we can't truly understand. And the only way we can attempt to understand them is by trying to kind of fit them into the box of something that we do understand.
1: Oh, let me I'll I'll just say this that the difference between worshiping or my spiritual beliefs of having faith in a goddess and then the difference between having faith, let's say, in Christ's message is having faith in a goddess and looking toward the divine feminine for inspiration has helped me believe in myself more. Mm-hmm. But looking at Christ's message has helped me believe in other people. So you it need could. you need the balance. Of 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 each other, you know, of one another, and it's it just it just upsets me that something that I have pure intentions about has really corrupted a lot of my friendships and stuff, and really made people. But also, it's like who gives a fuck? Like fuck them. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's
0: kind of it's it's just closed minded thinking, unfortunately, and most people are victims of it, including myself in in various ways. I try to believe. I try to. stay open-minded, but the reality is I I can be just as close-minded about things as anyone else. They just might not be these things. Like, when it comes to religion, it's like, okay, so do you, if you're a devout Christian, do you have that same energy towards like a Muslim person or a Jewish person, mm-hmm. because that person doesn't, you know, like a, a Jewish person doesn't acknowledge Jesus as the son of God. Mm-hmm. They acknowledge him as a dude who would probably and was gets, Sorry, the
1: son of God. Also, I didn't mean to cut, but it's like, I, I believe Jesus was real. I believe a person like him existed, but is he's just the metaphor, of the modern day son, God, it's literally in the text. Like That's God true. rose three days later. It's, it's about how the sun rises and fucking sets. It's just a metaphor for that. That's interesting. So you're worshiping a pagan deity by looking at Christ like the sun god. Yeah. No, well, literally worshiping the because sun
0: god. Because the, the <laughs> fundamental concepts are, are present in every religion. I mean, it's just different characters. It's <laughs> yeah. like when you turn on American Horror Story, and it's the same actors in a right, different right. show. It's like okay, that's still Evan Peters, except now he's playing this other dude. When in the first scene, he was playing a ghost. It's like you know, it's like you look at Judaism, you look at Hinduism, you and they all preach pretty much the same values, including Satanism. Um, in that Satanism, I think, like we said, is is kind of more of just a, an emphasis on Self, uh, you know, the self, um, and I don't think that that necessarily has to be a bad thing, um, if taken in small doses. I don't personally align with the idea that the self is more important than the whole because then that ultimately leads to the idea that whatever's good for you, you know, whatever's good for the goose is good for the gander. That's not always the case, you know, if you live life by simply pursuing whatever you know, feels best for you. Ultimately, that leads to an unfulfilling life, in my opinion, you know, because a lot of times the easier thing to do, the easiest way out, the path of least resistance tends to be what you find in the moment to be the most appealing option. Um, But 10 times out of 10, that's not the case, you know. 10 times out of 10, doing the right thing is hard. And that's why, you know, when I was younger, I had a more kind of, immature, rebellious, like, fuck society idea about hum- society. Yeah, human nature where I was like, oh, human beings are just, you know, naturally bad and there's only very few people that are actually good. And, and as I grew up, I kind of came to the re- uh, realization personally that I don't think most people are bad. I do think most – I think pretty much all people – would do the right thing if given the chance to do the right thing and it was just as easy as doing the wrong thing, you know? But um, I think most people are weak. Mm -hmm. That's what I think it is. I think most people are weak and therefore, you know, they kind of know that they kind of have an idea of what the right thing is, but they kind of rationalize it in their mind Uh, because it's easier to do the wrong thing and then they kind of backfill why that was okay. I think there's a small minority of people that have the willpower to always do the right thing, no matter how difficult it is, and I then think there's a very small minority of people on the other side that are truly evil, Mm -hmm. that Totally know that they're in the wrong, but they just don't give a fuck and they just are all about them. That's a small minority. I would say 10% of people are truly evil, 10% of people are truly good, and the other 80% of people are just fucking weak. Right, right. Motivated
1: by your own self interest to make life, you know, most Uh adaptable for you. Like, and but what do you think constitutes then doing the right thing? In most scenarios, like what is like a universal law of like...
0: Well, that's kind of that's kind of what this conversation comes down to because that's the biggest question is what is right? Um, in order to even have the discussion of what is true and what is good, you have to kind of have the ability to step outside of yourself and have a discussion of an ultimate truth, an ultimate good and an ultimate evil um, because... I don't like, you know, I don't like this, people say like, my truth, my this. There is no such thing as your truth. There is such thing as a truth, and and there's such thing as a right and a wrong. The question throughout every society and every culture throughout history is what is that ideal? What is that thing? Um, if you're only looking at it through the lens of yourself, you can't see it. You have to understand, and it's not to say that everyone truly knows what the right thing is, but it's the idea of exploring what does it mean to be good? Mm -hmm. What does it mean? What is truth? You know, is truth just whatever I think? or is truth something bigger than me that we're all attempting to aspire to. That, you know, that's not really a question that can be easily answered because it, it you know that's that is the fundamental question of existence is uh you know, why are we here? Uh why is there anything? And what does it mean to live a good life? You know, and that's the debate. Um and people have different like I said, stories and characters and and archetypes to kind of push those ideals into people's minds, but ultimately, every single philosophical ideology, every single religion kind of centers back to this idea of of morality and being a good person and a higher truth, Um, understanding that there is something beyond you, which is why myself personally— and and western culture as a whole people that idealize western culture because it's founded in those beliefs have such contempt for this new kind of ideology which states that the you know the self comes before everything else and you get to define for yourself what is good and what is true and it doesn't matter outside of that and that's an ultimately a uh, it's, it's an anti-God, it's an anti-human, it's an anti-everything way of thinking and it ultimately leads to chaos because you can't have 8 billion people on the planet all just living their own truth. You can't, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. because ultimately then it just comes down to a power struggle. That's all it is. It's just a power struggle at that point because if I'm living, if I'm just doing all the things that I think are best for me and I can kick your ass, then guess what? It, the world's gonna look a lot more like the way I want it to be than the way you want it to be, and so the only way you can even aspire to having a decent fucking earth is by having us all subscribe to a general idea of what it means to be good, what truth is, and and those type of things. You know,
1: right, right. I, I, I definitely see your point there. It's like I, I struggle, I guess, with the older I get, with feeling like I'm a selfish, immature person because I feel like. I ignored what my truth was for a lot of... And again, I'm using that phrase, my truth. But uh-huh. I, I, I guess it's because I, I tried to do what was best for other people. But in the end, I actually harmed them because I was ignoring my own wants and desires and what I wanted to manifest as a happy life. Hmm. And I feel like when you are living in you know, when you're pondering the existential purpose of why human beings were brought here, what our purpose is, it's like you get lost in that. And then you have to eventually just find, well, what is my purpose here? What am I going to create for myself? What makes me happy? What makes me feel like I have purpose? What gives my life meaning? Even if it's not like manifested or predestined, you know, what makes me feel alive?
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's an interesting perspective because a lot of times, You know, I don't think that being a good person just means uh, just doing what's best for everyone else and never considering yourself right? right. Um, because then, you know, it's kind of like when you talk about like different types of conspiracy theorists and it's like there's people who just believe everything they're told. They believe every official narrative. They don't question it. They feel afraid to question it. Uh, either because they don't care enough to look into it or because they don't want the social stigma or marginalization of being the person who questions something that most people believe. Uh, Then on the other side of that, you just have the fucking naysayers that are just every single thing that happens. They're like, no, that's fake. That's blah, blah, blah. And, And the reality is that both of those ways of thinking require an equally zero level of thinking. Because if if you're the type of person who's just going to not believe everything you're told, then that's just as easy as believing everything you're told. And so again, you that, that falls the majority of people. There's 10% of people who are willing to take everything they hear and go, all right, I can believe that, but I don't believe that. And then there's another 10% of people that are like, you know, there's another 10% of people that are like, oh, I believe everything. Mm-hmm. And the majority of people that are like, uh, you know, what, what is everyone, you know, I'm just yeah, going to, yeah. you know,
1: I take, I take the, the root of like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny to talk about, but like, I don't know. Like Michael Fur did a really hilarious bit. Like that I watched on uh, Instagram about um the flat earth conspiracy theorists and everything and about them being total idiots. And it was fucking hilarious. And like, I love that he was talking about how like there would be a real housewives of, you know, flat earth or something. But the thing is, I don't know if there, if I haven't been to outer space, I haven't myself. Like, yeah, I, I haven't. Well, that's it's, that's we could be living in a dimensional reality, like fucking Alex Jones says.
0: That's the interesting. That's an interesting. I don't know. And that's that's the fact that you say that the
1: Earth is flat because it's on this fucking screen.
0: Yeah, yeah. The fact that you say that is is a level that you've risen to. Whether you um, no, it's for real.
1: It's like, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm a fucking idiot, but that's I'm well, it. it's it's,
0: like, it's the understanding that. Again, the only real path to truth is understanding that even the things that you truly believe does not mean you know. I truly believe that the earth is round. (laughs) Um, I truly believe that because every single thing that I've been shown and uh, have learned about it not only has it reinforced that idea, but it logically makes sense to me as well. If it didn't logically make sense, I'd be more likely to question it. Um, the other kind of fallback with the Flat Earth theory is I don't see the motive. like I'm I see the motive in the vaccines. Uh, I that's why I question them because if you don't have the wherewithal, to it, It's interesting. I've had these conversations, not to get back on the vaccine, but just a quick sideway. I've had conversations with people, um, close friends of mine, where they were, uh, one of my friends was telling me about this uh, documentary that came out about Big Pharma. And I think the main focus was Pfizer. Uh-oh. And it was about the opioid epidemic Mm-mm. and how they kind of made these drugs and they kind of knew all along uh, that they were super addictive and all these other things, and they kind of, yeah, yeah. um, they kind of knew all along that, you know, this was a possibility that it was going to happen, um, but they went along with it anyway. Yeah, I don't care. Um, they went along with it anyway. Uh, and so you know, and that's funny because in every other aspect of life, people generally despise big pharma. Big pharma is a is a negative, uh colloquialism, you know, right. Big Pharma's doing that. But for whatever reason, in the context of COVID, we stand Big Pharma so fucking hard. It's like, wh- why is this not the same company who created the opioid epidemic by lying to the public and pitching something to the public for their own personal gain? And then only years later did we find out that all the doctors were just overprescribing it because they were lied to as well. And then, you know, here we are with the worst drug crisis in the history of, of, of America And uh, we come to find out that it was really just a bunch of dishonest people that were seeking their own profit. And then it's like, yeah, we all can accept that and agree with that when it comes to opioids um, uh, and drug addiction. But then when you try to say, okay, can we carry that same energy to the conversation as it pertains to COVID and the vaccines? Can we entertain the possibility that this was a huge opportunity for these major pharmaceutical companies to make hand over fist trillions of dollars of money with zero liability and they're all just racing to the finish of who can get this vaccine developed uh and get it released out to the public and then you know, maybe even have it mandated by the government. Because man, when you get a free vaccine doesn't mean it's free. It doesn't mean they're giving it away for free. It just means you don't pay money. I mean, you do. It just comes out of your taxes. So they just get to dig their fucking hand into the cookie jar of tax money and say, all right, everyone in the world, everyone in the country is required to take this vaccine and the government's going to pay for it. And then all that money goes into their bank accounts. It's obviously a very clear money-making opportunity. At least if you can at least if you can acknowledge that, then we can have the conversation of going, now do you think that's why they're doing it? Then room is up for debate. But when you can't even just acknowledge that that is a reality, that it's a possibility and a, an a avenue of thought that we should pursue just to kind of hedge through and have a real honest debate and discussion, then you're lost. And so like you say, it's like, yeah, you don't know. I don't know, and unless you're fucking Neil Armstrong or Buzz Aldrin who's walked on the fucking moon and looked back at the earth, you don't fucking know the earth is round. You fucking don't. All we have is this idea that, well, that guy said it is, and and he knows what he's talking about, and I don't have any reason to believe it's not, because who's making money off of lying to me that the earth isn't flat? Who's making money? I don't see anybody able to make money off of that. So I just go, all right, what's the benefits? What is the benefit of maintaining this gigantic fucking lie? Uh, You know, if I can't see how money's being made, then I'm more apt to just go, all right, yeah. But if I can see how money is being made, I'm absolutely going to fucking question it. And you should too. Or else you're a fucking, you're a fucking jerk. Uh,
1: It's it's just fun to think about, you know, when when the average person is just like oh I'm getting getting my deck rebuilt or something you know mm-hmm. and just like I wonder if the moon landing was real, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but but yeah you you are I have a controversial I guess opinion about big pharma and about socialized healthcare because I'm someone who's benefited from socialized healthcare myself but it's like you're you're absolutely right you know that um it's money driven and it is easier to control people through socialism um it is easier mm-hmm. but um at the same time. I think we were meant to just kind of, like, dance around in the fields and, you know, like, play on our lutes and stuff and, like, with flowers yeah. in our hair and shit. Like, that's what this planet was really supposed to be a fucking bout. Yeah, <laughs> and it's but, like, yeah. No, I feel you.
0: And, and, you know, you saying that kind of made me think about something. And I've always kind of had this idea that uh, communism is for losers. Um, and the reason I say that is because... Um,
1: Except for the communist Chinese, because we're doing pretty good on TikTok for,
0: yeah, for, they for, for are doing, compared, doing, compared to what I'm used yeah. to. As we're long doing as they're giving info TikTok. warlocks views, yeah. we're going to say thumbs up to the ChaiComs. Yeah, um, but the kung
1: fu I, I will give thumbs up on <laughs> that, that is good. That, that
0: is good. Funny, yeah. But generally, <laughs> this idea that um, you know, most people that feel secure in themselves and confident in their abilities and have this kind of work hard mentality, I can overcome and rise to my true potential. They like the idea of a society where, if they're willing to put in more work, put in more hours, and 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 they can excel beyond the rest, that they have uh, an open, you know, t- no ceilings to their uh, abilities to of success. Um, people who don't believe that, people who feel like they're just kind of. Uh, a spy balloon in the wind of just like whatever (laughs) is going on around me. I'm just a victim of that. Like I'm a victim of this. I'm a victim of that. I, 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 you know, the reason my life is the way it is, is, is entirely external. It has nothing to do with me and there's, it's out of my control. Those are the, the type of people that really are susceptible to being appealed to by ideas of like, why the fuck is this guy making more money than you? Why should he be able to have a yacht when you can barely afford rent? And it's like, well, that guy probably... I mean, look, this isn't an argument. I'm not trying to say that like... Rich people aren't corrupt. But I do feel like so much of what drives people's like socialist and communist ideology is less about a love for the poor and more about a hatred for the rich. Mm. It's more, it's more driven... Because you
1: wish you were rich.
0: I yeah. Even. Most of the people that are complaining about the fact that they don't have a lot and this other person does... Would be the same people who, if they did have a lot, wouldn't give a fuck about someone who didn't have a lot. So, this isn't some kind of like righteous belief, and like, I think we should all just, no, it's like you are just pissed off that you're on the wrong end of the fucking equation. And so now you have this disdain and jealousy towards people that are successful, and that's what drives you to want to kind of equalize it. But ultimately, like I said, this ideology that—because that all comes along, you know, these Marxist ideologies, which ultimately were the foundational ideas of communism, obviously, Marx, the Communist Manifesto, you know, uh, that—they all stem from this idea that you are are the sole proprietor of your truth— and 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 what is good and what is right and it all comes down to you and whatever's best for you is best for every is is the way the world should be. And so again just like I said before, you can't have a world where everyone just believes in themselves and it just goes whatever's best for me is best for everyone because that's again what leads to a power struggle because at that point if you don't have a defining idea that transcends your own self-benefit, then it just comes down to who has the most power. And that's why every single uh, country and regime and society that has gone along with these communist ideology, um, they all wind up in chaos because it ultimately just comes down to, yeah, the people that were leading this communist revolution, Fidel Castro, fucking Mao, uh, Stalin, all these guys yeah, they were the guys who were on the wrong end of the stick and they fucking overthrew the power structure and fucking came in and installed this new belief and wouldn't you know it, they were the ones who wound up on top and it didn't benefit anybody else but themselves but they got all those people to fight for them for this idea, idea that like, we're gonna bring the power back to the people but really all those people fought and died to bring the power just to them and so now you just have a new tyrant. Now you just have a new king. Now you just have a new person and the, even worse, At the very least, the old one was kind of beholden to some like cultural idea, cultural thing. And yeah, it might have sucked for you. But now this guy's just like, look, man, like if you don't fuck with me, then you're going into a concentration camp. Like anybody who tries to say shit wrong about me, it's over. Like, And that's ultimately where it always leads to because there is no universal principles within the ideology of communism, the ideology of that. All it comes down to is what's best for me right now. You know, right, right, right. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah, man, that's pretty deep. I mean, okay, but just not to be I'm just asking questions like, but can't you see some similar allegories with what happened with, let's say, January 6th and very, very conservative. Like I'm talking like QAnon level, like I'm not talking about normal conservative people or libertarian people, but just like the Mm -hmm. far extreme far right especially like working class blue collar people being somewhat manipulated by these like wealthy politicians who don't give a fuck about people living in the country or in the South.
0: Surely, surely. And, and you know, there's, there's two ways of looking at this too, because, um, you know, I think that January 6th was not the best look. <laughs> um, I, I was also like, yes, shaman's
1: it, attack in the capital. Oh, never mind. Okay. I also <laughs> don't
0: subscribe to this kind of like, accepted narrative that this was like the worst thing that ever happened. I mean, I legitimately had people close to me be like this is the worst day in American history since 9/11. I'm like,
1: all right. <laughs> yeah. Like you
0: need to yeah. calm the fuck down. Like in reality it's like, you know, if you really want to talk about uh, like the blue
1: collar comedy tour, you know,
0: uprisings and and complete breach of social structure and and customs, it's like, you know, the reality is for literally eight months during COVID too. This is my, you know, my favorite part of COVID was my favorite part of COVID was when one month in it stopped. So we could all protest the George Floyd thing.
1: <laughs> yes. And, uh, and then after, and then
0: after that, <laughs> yeah. it came back again. That was really amazing. That was how,
1: the best time to be pregnant. Cause I could get out of all the activism. <laughs> exactly. I didn't have to feel guilty.
0: <laughs> exactly. So really what, that was really cool of COVID to stop, <laughs> And let people protest for for Black Lives Matter. That was really awesome. Oh God! Um, but you want uh, to talk about you uh, want to talk about uprisings and 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 kind of like the the destruction of what makes of democracy and blah blah blah. For eight months, you had people in cities burning shit down, defund police, blah blah blah. blah. And it's like, look, I'm not even saying that's wrong. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm not saying it's wrong. Let's leave that out of the equation. What I'm saying is you can't take one day where a bunch of people who had a different political ideology protested at the Capitol. A very small minority of those people went into the Capitol. Um, They didn't kill anybody. They didn't fucking truly do anything that was anywhere close to the way that it's pitched to society. I think the only people that died were people on their side. Yeah, they yeah. didn't go in there and fucking stab Nancy Pelosi. I'm mean, giving a fucking break. It's like
1: oh, that old fucking Dobby house. Yeah. elf. Punch.
0: the way that they pitch it, it's like okay, so I guess at the very least you could say we're even. You could say we're even <laughs> when you have police stations being burned to the ground. When you had fucking an entire portion of, uh, I think it was Seattle, being occupied by this what was it, Chop Chaz or something like that. They like they they did this like occupied space in. Uh, a portion of, I think it was either Seattle or Portland, I wanna say Seattle though, where it was literally like, they just took over the city for weeks And and the level of crime skyrocketed. There were more rapes. Never been better. Yeah, more rapes, more robberies (laughs) than anything that had been seen outside of that. So you guys took control of a city for a week or two (laughs) and made it worse. You made it worse, and that was weeks and months overall of people rioting throughout the country. And then we want to take this one day, and people died. People died in those things too. And again. The vast majority of the people that were involved in these George Floyd Black Lives Matter protests were honest, good, peaceful people. But you had this small minority of shit starters that were burning shit down and causing violence and things like that. You could say the same thing about January 6th. There were thousands and thousands of people at that fucking Capitol building. A very small minority were the people who actually went inside. And then you want to talk about conspiracies and you go, look, um, we're no strangers to uh, uh, entrapment and uh, FBI coercion and CIA coercion of people who like, you know, it's very easy when you have uh, 50,000, I don't even know how many people were there. It was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> um, when you have that many people that all kind of have like, you know, an idea that they feel like the election was stolen. They feel like it was dishonest. They don't trust how the election went. Um If you're the CIA and you want to create a narrative or the FBI and you want to create a narrative, it's very easy.
1: Okay, this is um, a, sorry, a derpy fucking GED question. What's the difference between the FBI and the CIA again? The
0: FBI <laughs> is more <laughs> involved with internal affairs. Uh-uh. It's the Federal Bureau of Investigation. <laughs> They're basically like the top tier police. Mm-hmm. They deal with all the shit that goes on in America. They're the ones who deal with like federal crimes. Oh, and, and the like CIA
1: that. is like James Bond. The like, CIA
0: yeah. is like our spy, like were they foreign MK affairs. Ultra? they were. I like... think they were MKUltra, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So it, I think if you were going to say... That's the cooler one. If you were going to ascribe uh culpability to one of the agencies as it pertains to january 6th i would say it's probably more likely an fbi thing um a fed uh but you see how like even with that kidnapping of gretchen whitmer the the attempted kidnapping or the conspired kidnapping of the governor of michigan and they tried to make a big deal about that but nobody cared oh, i was because, like wait
1: that's not Greta thornburg gretchen yeah, <laughs> yeah, wait,
0: wait, 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 <laughs> Gretchen. okay yeah eliza thornberry um <laughs> Um,
1: yeah, it's more on my level, dude. They had like <laughs> single
0: digits people involved in this conspiracy. I, I talked about this in the last podcast with Eric, but it was like a small amount of dudes in this like chat forum that had started to kind of conspire. And it came out that more than half of them were undercover agents. So uh, you had like five dudes and three or maybe I want to say like I'm making up a number, but set, let's say seven dudes and four of them were undercover agents. So it's like, okay, so that's a very cut and dry example and accepted and already, you know, it's already it's been spoken about, it's been released to the public. Yeah, the, the vast majority of people involved in this conspiracy were actually undercover agents trying to stoke them to do it so that they could then nab them. Um, can we now take that over to January 6th and suggest that, is it possible that, there was no grand plan to fucking storm the Capitol and fucking go in there and kill people and whatever the fuck people try to say that it was attempted. And maybe there's a possibility that just like, you know, what did
1: Trump say that again? Though it's like he was, he egged him on a little bit. It's like he's he, he's a shit, sir, but I mean, it's like he's has like a trickster energy that I get I kind of I don't want to say I respect, but you know if, if yeah <laughs> he he egged them it's on, like, but at yeah, the same
0: yeah. time it's like he he never said to do what they did yeah yeah and and the funny thing about the way it's pitched in the media is is that they will try to draw connect dots between what he said and what was done and say, well, clearly this is you know him and you know uh inciting violence and it's like, no. If he questions the results of the election, um, first of all, that's not unprecedented. Uh, I remember uh, because I wasn't born yesterday that for four whole fucking years during his presidency, people did not see him as a legitimate president of the United States. They said he was a. Uh, putin puppet that you know hillary clinton won the popular vote she's legitimate all kinds of things question hillary clinton herself was going out you know saying that she's the rightful president blah, blah blah this is not new territory so the fact that when trump did it it was this oh my god he is destroying the foundations of american democracy by questioning the results of an election that he thinks was unfairly run it's like yeah um, that's kind of par for the course now. So we can't just in one instance overlook it when your side does it. And then when our side does it, the other side does it, you go, well, you know, this is just, this is just <laughs> terrible. I can't believe he's saying such a thing. It's like, look, I'm not excusing January 6th. I'm not trying to say that it was a good look. It wasn't a good look, but I am saying that there's a very high level no, no, of possibility. No, you can
1: empathize. You can empathize with their...
0: There's a high level of possibility that the vast majority of people there just felt cheated. And, uh, it's not that hard when you have thousands, tens of thousands of people there to get a few of them to go and take it to the next step where you can then uh, entrap them in this thing where you can now create a narrative about how it was like, oh shit, this is this massive insurrection. <laughs> it wasn't a fucking insurrection. You want to see a fucking insurrection? Go to any other country and see how they deal with their elections in fucking Venezuela or fucking the Middle East and see, then talk about an insurrection. God damn it. It's so fucking, you it's that old. Time. Shit it's mm-hmm. exhausting to yeah, yeah. hear the way people try to pitch this mundane fucking protest that went a little awry as this milestone moment in American history that we need to investigate for the rest of fucking time while we ignore all the other real shit that's actually matters in this country and we just play that down like it's fucking nothing, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's, like it's, it's fucking nothing from
1: both sides. I can't stand watching CNN. Cause they're all a bunch of fucking talking bobbleheads and I can't stand watching Fox News. I literally hate them all. I don't even want to say hate. I'm just trying to look at it like entertainment <coughs> and just removing myself from it. But um, it's I, I can understand both perspectives. It's like, you know. Yeah,
0: you should be able to understand both perspectives. And the fact that it's such a. um, And again,
1: it goes back sorry, to like magic. They call it like the, the left hand path and the right hand path. Well, like, why do you have to choose a side? Yeah. That's the thing that fucking drives me crazy.
0: There are times when absolutely, uh, you know both sides have have gone astray and done the wrong thing. and that's why I consider myself, as I think most people should, as a centrist. and then you can kind of say like, yeah, I lean this way, I lean that way. Um, I'm not a far right person. I'm a pretty moderate person. I have some very liberal beliefs that I would consider liberal. like I think all drugs should be legal. Um, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that uh, um, abortion should be completely illegalized. I just ask that people have an honest conversation about what it is, and then if we as a society want to decide that, like, look, it is a human life because we don't have any other scientific way to define a human life, but we as a society can agree that if it's within the first three months or something, whatever you want to put on it, we can ex- that can d- be deemed acceptable. These are all things that like. You know, if I was like a super far right guy, they'd be like, no, like, you know, weed shouldn't be legal. And, uh, you know, abortion is murder. It's like, I don't think abortion is murder. I just think it is the aborting of a human life. What are you aborting? Right. right. You're aborting I, a human I, I'm life. a centrist
1: because I don't think that you're transphobic if you want to play Hogwarts Legacy. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that should be most people. And, and here's the other thing. When we talk about the mi- mi- minority and the majority, I'm not talking about racial, I'm talking about just demographics and, and beliefs. Most people, if you get them in a room and have a a normal conversation, they are centrist. All you hear on the internet are the voices of the very vocal minority amplified because that's what gets them the most traffic. So people in 2016 and the most were-
1: human trafficking is Epstein and all that <laughs> shit is like yeah. the, both sides were on those flight logs motherfuckers
0: Exactly exactly I might
1: be a wicked witch of the west but I'm not a wicked politician of the west
0: Exactly No you're absolutely we're only right flying both flying monkeys were both- not flying
1: child sex slaves
0: <laughs> Both sides are fucking <laughs> corrupt and uh you know what I mean yeah, and they're yeah.
1: siphoning off of our energy. And I truly believe it. Again, this is, goes back to the crazy shit that I was saying last time. But again, even if you don't necessarily believe that dark entities and forces exist, these people are using occult symbolism in order to give themselves power. And that's why I try to use some of the stuff that I've learned that's worked for me, the symbolism, to try to help the average everyday, the blue collar warlock. Yeah. Uh, to manifest for themselves. Yeah. And I, I was
0: I was talking um, to my girlfriend recently about um, just, you know, I myself was shocked in 2016 when Trump won. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked because not only am I in the arts circle in Baltimore of comedians and musicians and things like that, which is generally going to be a liberal-leaning, left-leaning uh, group of people. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm not a fucking... T. Rowe Price, you know, <laughs> banker, Fed Hill guy. I'm a fucking guy who plays music, um, and and I have a podcast where I deal with a lot of comedians. Um, so most of the people I know in my daily life tend to be liberal, and so my bubble is generally left leaning. Um, but also, uh, you know, just the amount of media coverage that was that you saw everywhere that exclusively and solely amplified one line of thinking this the way the election was covered was basically like trump didn't stand a chance hillary clinton was going to run away with the election It was gonna be a complete blowout which was ultimately probably them shooting themselves in the foot because a lot of democrats didn't probably didn't even feel the need to go out and vote because they thought it was such a landslide victory it was a given and then they wake up on fucking wednesday morning and they're like (laughs) wait what the fuck we lost. Uh, and, the and then even conservatives were fucking stunned. My, I, I mean, myself, I was stunned that he won because all I had seen up to that point was the media acting like he had no chance, acting like it was the biggest upset in fucking history, when in reality, you know, uh, think about this. Donald Trump in 2020 received more votes for president than any other presidential candidate in history surpassed by one other person. And that was Joe Biden in the same election. So both Joe Biden and Donald Trump received more votes than any other person who's ever run for president ever. That includes Barack Obama in 2008 and 2012. Donald Trump in 2020 received more votes than Barack Obama did in 2008 or 2016. So, how then can you act like this is some fringe minority of far-right extremists that are Trump supporters? No, what you're really dealing with is a extremely large population in the country who aren't racists, who aren't fucking far-right white nationalists. They're just people who don't agree with you. And so the only fucking news you see when you turn on sports, when you turn on the awards ceremonies, music and shit, when you turn on a movie, when you turn on Netflix, all you see is one side being jammed down your fucking throat. And it makes you feel like they try to impose this image on you that like, oh, you don't believe in like every single aspect of the trans agenda. You're in the minority. Most people do agree that there's no such thing as a man and a woman. It's just a construct. Most people do agree that white people suck. Most people, no, it's like most people don't. Most people don't, or at least half of them don't. But they try to make you feel Like no one else agrees with you. And then you look at the election results like, wait, I thought you said I was like, I kind of fuck with Trump. And I've been kind of made to feel like that was like a really unique thing. Like only a really small (laughs) minority of extremists agree with Trump. And it's like, wait, he got 22 million votes. That doesn't sound like a minority to me. That sounds like half the country. Right, right. So why are you trying to make me feel like I'm some type of fucking far right extremist when in reality, I'm just a fucking dude who disagrees with you. And apparently that's the worst fucking thing ever.
1: Right, right. No, absolutely.
0: But yet I'm the guy who's a fucking oppressor.
1: <laughs> right. And, and that's the thing is that people can't have discourse anymore with people that have different opinions from them and they can't have friendships or relationships. And the majority of people in my family voted for Trump. The majority of my family. I, I didn't. I don't. But I I, I have to fucking get along with them. Like, I have to keep mm-hmm. them in my life. Like, all these people that saying that, like, they completely disown their family because of a different political view. It's like, are you, it, it's, it's horrible. It's,
0: it's silly and it doesn't lead to anything good.
1: And I, like, look at Hillary Clinton. She's a reptile. She's a literal lizard person. It's like, I didn't want to vote for her, but I jumped on the whole, you know, feminist bandwagon and all that shit that Trump said about grabbing women by their pussy and stuff. But I'm like, Mm -hmm. I look back on it now, and I'm just like, well, at least he, like, admitted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's like the, the majority of elite people in power think the same thing at least he fucking absolutely admitted it yeah. and all that shit that came out about biden touching kids and stuff like i watched the videos of him creeping on people and i mean he's basically the shambling corpse of like a walmart greeter and <laughs> like that one song by Bird. i'm like i can't believe you made me vote for joe biden like i didn't vote at all in the last election um because i was like i just gave birth but, but yeah well that's
0: that's kind of the point is like you know when you talk to most people that voted for biden i've rarely talked to anyone who's like i love joe biden i think he's the perfect candidate nobody was it's stoked just, about it's, joe biden it's
1: just i can't believe it's like that's the best that they could do and it's like yeah
0: that election was trump versus not trump that's what it was it was trump versus <laughs> we had bernie trump. sanders
1: we had jewish dumbledore
0: yeah what the but, fuck happened yeah you <laughs> had bernie sanders and I, I honestly uh i liked bernie sanders to a point um, actually, my dad Bern- calls
1: him a Bolshevik, but I don't know. well, look, Bernie
0: Sanders is the guy who got me into politics. He was the first person that I really liked and I followed. And then after I like got into politics and started like actually like looking into things for myself, I realized that I just disagreed with his ideology. And so then I was just like, okay, well, I think he's a genuine guy. I think that he believes what he's saying unlike a lot of people, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, whatever, I think Bernie Sanders actually believes what he's saying. I think he's genuine. I just think he's wrong. And that doesn't mean that I hate Bernie Sanders. I respect him in that light that he's a genuine guy. I didn't respect the fact that he completely bent over and let the Democratic Party shaft him in the primaries twice in a row. I thought that was bullshit. Do you
1: think that they had, like, a shit over <coughs> a blackmail on him or anything? Or I don't think it
0: was blackmail. Like... I just think he's a pussy. I just think that he, he you know— he was honestly, obviously the person who was really gener- gener- generating grassroots support and grassroots enthusiasm throughout the the uh, left wing. And, and all these kids were like super energized and Bernie bros and everybody was into him, including myself, before I realized that I don't agree with him. Like he was just a genuinely good candidate and a good representative of that way of thinking. And the Democratic establishment said, no, Hillary's the fucking candidate. Nobody likes her, but she's the person that we're going to push. We're going to do everything in our power to fuck you over. And they did, and they succeeded. And then instead of him coming out like he should have and said, look, clearly I was the person who mobilized the base. Clearly I was the person that everyone was energized about. And you guys exercised your political party power to fucking... Push me out of the running so that you could install this bullshit fucking establishment puppet instead to run. And instead of him saying that, he said... Well, you know, after all the shit he said about Hillary Clinton in the primaries, about how she was corrupt and this, that, completely after the fact, just went back on his thing and just said, well, you know, we need to support her. It's like, no, dude, you know what? I respect people who fucking stand by what they say. And I don't care what you want to say about Trump. I do not see in any instance with fucking Trump saying all that shit and then once... It's benefit for him to be like, well, actually, uh, you know, he's actually all that shit I said before was a lie. He's actually a great person. No, he will go down fighting, to, even if it's fucking the most retarded thing you ever heard. <laughs> he will go down with he will die yeah. on a hill. He will die on a motherfucking hill. Bernie would not die on a hill, which is why I lost respect for him. But, you know, it's just I like I said, I like Bernie. Uh, but uh, I
1: like AOC because she's hot and she used to be a bartender and that's all I yeah, know about cool. her did she post funny memes but so, she's a like, fucking yeah. she's
0: obviously a fucking corporate puppet clown too they just took a you chick you think so? Like, absolutely really?
1: Like, I was, 100% like, the one thing that I just sort of respected just about her origin story. And I know that it's just that it seemed like it was relevant to the original founding fathers where she didn't come from a lot like where she had, you know, a working class kind of job and everything like she didn't come from an elite background. And I think that that's something that the founding fathers like originally wanted for people like leading this country. Was, but she's you know, come from a, more normal lives. She's an
0: actor. And and, and the thing is <laughs> like, look, no, she is. Yeah, okay. And what I mean by that is most politicians are actors. Basically, politicians are just people that weren't good enough to be in movies, so instead they're in your fucking Congress. Um, they're actors. They say lines. She is, like you said, the perfect backstory. Like Remember when you watch American Idol, and then they even made a movie about, uh, I forgot what it was called, but it was like a parody of that thing in the 2000s where they had this same type of thing, like a singing contest show, but instead of people just sitting there going like, wow, you are the most talented, best singer, it very quickly just gravitated to like who has the best backstory. And so it became kind of a parody of itself where it was like every fucking episode was about like their upbringing <laughs> right, and their right, thing. And it was yeah. like, so then everyone Like that show
1: The Voice, it's coincidental because it's never about their voice. It's always the fucking hottest people. Yeah, it's, it's the, the hottest like, people. So what they were
0: really trying to decide is not who's the best singer. They're trying to decide the most, who's the yeah. most marketable person.
1: Hey guys, I have a tragic fucking backstory. I'm trying to make it a yeah, set of yeah, comedy. Why yeah. don't you fucking? Because
0: <laughs> you don't you don't fit that. you don't fit the part, and right, that's the right. reality. So AOC, I'm not taking this away from her. She absolutely fits the part. She fits the part of a young, spunky, attractive, you know, pretty, you know, smart enough chick that is really good at fucking speaking publicly and saying things that can get people on board. But you know. I don't know her whole backstory, of how she wound up in politics, but I do know the Democratic Party and both parties are actively looking to develop people that they think are appealing, you know, possibilities, potential people to do that. And I think that she was the perfect candidate. They were like, we could, we could use somebody like her to fucking push this narrative because she's really good at it. But I don't believe that she is this, uh, you know, voice of the, the people, the way that, uh, that people think <laughs> mm-hmm. she is. I think mm-hmm. she's just a really good, I think she's a good politician. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think she's a, I, I think she's genuine too, I guess. I think that she probably does really believe everything she's saying, but I mean, I don't know, maybe it's just a personal thing. I just don't, I don't, I don't agree with her. Um, but like I said, I don't agree with Bernie Sanders, but at least I kind of, like think he's genuine i'm still on the fence of whether or not she's genuine i'm still on the fence of whether or not she's like a fucking corporate puppet they were like (laughs) look we're gonna you know push these fucking chicks because they're like women of color and we're going to call them the fucking squad and they're going to be like, everybody's going to be like making memes about how awesome they are and like she's always grandstanding and fucking you know, doing the whole black church thing when she's doing her speech last week like, and I can't believe you said that. Oh he's in me now baby it's a woman of color. I'm like all right, man, lay off, like you're fucking I don't, I'm not appealed to by that shit. Fucking say something that makes sense how about that? Let's start there.
1: Okay, okay. I, I can respect that. Um, it's, uh, I, uh, <coughs> wow. Um, should we talk about the spy balloon before we... <laughs> Let's
0: talk about the balloon. 99 uh. Chinese balloons. <laughs> 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 um, the spy balloon, I really don't... I, I just thought of that. I brought that up earlier pre-cast, pre-show, because I thought it was uh, like something that was relevant. I neglected to talk about it on live from the studio, but... Again, because I just didn't, I didn't, uh, and this is, this is, I guess, where I'm coming at it from the conspiracy angle. The fact that we didn't think it was that big of a deal is the conspiracy in my mind. <laughs> That's the one take yeah. that I've heard that I'm like, you know, it's so easy to take anything that happens and spin it however you want to spin it. Um, if we wanted to, uh, if the media decided to take this, which I believe they would have if Trump was in office and not Joe Biden. Um I believe the media would have taken this and made it to be this unbelievable fucking travesty, this we're in danger, our national security is jeopardized. We are I mean like you it, it would have been so easy to take this same story and amplify it into like code red the Chinese are basically declaring war, but they didn't do that. What that they at least did, that would
1: be more interesting than yeah. like somebody's offensive tweet or something.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> what they did instead was they took the fucking uh, story and basically downplayed it to the point where it's just like, yeah, the Chinese have a fucking spy balloon flying over the entire continental United States. You know those Chinese people, are always up to something. I know they Is started that a Chinese COVID. Chinese New
1: Year couldn't that have just been like a floating lantern yeah. or whatever the hell? If they it do was in they the shape
0: exploding. of a dragon, yeah, I'd yeah. be more likely to believe it. Um, but that was the Ill- weather <laughs> people or the warlocks. Yeah, um, they just they just like it. It could very well be. Look, here's what I think people don't get right now. Um... We very well could be on the verge of World War III, and this is not me trying to sound, uh, you know, alarmist or anything like that. I'm just saying, what do you think started World War One? How do you think World War Two started? Do you think one day everything was chill, and then the next day people woke up and they were just all at war? Is that how you think it happened, or do you not? Understand that these conflicts escalate over time. It's like being in a bar fight. You're at a bar. Some guys looking at you sideways. Maybe you notice them looking at you sideways for a bit and you're like, whatever. But you just got there. You I have like, caused
1: the bar fight. I've never
0: been in a bar well, fight because uh,
1: I made a joke about Israel and then two <laughs> people yeah, fought in the middle yeah. just over You transferred <laughs> in you just got them to fight for Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've never
0: been in a bar fight myself, uh, technically. But I've worked in bars and, and do work in bars. And so I've seen my fair share of them. And gen- generally you have like a group you know you have one guy looks at the other guy sideways blah 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 and they were only a couple beers deep nobody's gonna really do anything and then over the course of maybe three beers in you you, you kind of just like maybe you pass him on the way to the bathroom and you maybe shoulder bump him a little bit or like you're like what the fuck are you looking at and he's like what the fuck are you looking at and then now there's tension now That's it's some kind wop of, shit yeah yeah oh this is <laughs> guinea guinea fucking shit dago fucking guido yeah. jersey shit it's <laughs> Towson University shit um, so then that happens and then you get a couple more more beers, maybe a shot. And now all of a sudden you're like, well, what the fuck are you looking at? Then you start chirping, blah, blah, blah. Eventually by the end of the night, those two guys are fighting outside. It didn't, they didn't just, sometimes this happens. If two guys are drunk enough, maybe they can just immediately start fighting after. But usually these things kind of escalate. So, With war and stuff like that, it usually starts as like one transgression and then the other country does something that the other country doesn't like. They're like, hey, well, fuck you. How about we do this? And then eventually, if it doesn't stop, if there's no pause, if there's no effort to make peace, it just keeps escalating and escalating until all of a sudden, oh my God, we're at war. And so... I'm looking at our situation right now. Our situation with Putin is not getting any better. Our situation with China is not getting any better. People forget China fucked up the whole world, all right? I like Chinese people. I don't like the country of China. I don't like their government. And they fucked up the whole fucking world, and no one's holding them accountable, all right? We instead have this bullshit narrative like somebody ate a a cup of well, bat you mean soup. They,
1: they, they, oh, sorry, they fucked up. Oh, through COVID. COVID.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. instead of the fucking Wuhan coronavirus <laughs> virus lab that was across <laughs> the street from the bat market. Like, <laughs> we're supposed to believe this yeah. stupid bullshit and the reason why we're supposed to believe that is because the US government was also funding that research. So... Anything that would fucking you know lead to the uh, culpability of the Chinese government would ultimately come back on us, so we can't have that because then big pharma will be held to the table. So instead, we do you have think to come it's
1: like up- that South Park, like the J- Japanese, where the Chinese just go in with the American um, politicians and it's like, "Oh, your penis so big." Or, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, I showed. I did. not <laughs> God damn it, Jimmy, you made me do an offensive Chinese accent. It's Hang all right. It's God all right. It. Everyone
0: knows the rules I, of <laughs> accents. You can do any accent as long as they're white. I can do no. British accents. <laughs> I can do Italian accents. I can do no. Irish accents. But the second I do a Fucking Chinese accent! It's ah. all over. It's game over. It's fucking bullshit, and that's I'm your- a weeb.
1: I love Asian people. I watch. Yeah. I watch gente. I support Asia. <laughs> it's racist
0: that you think. <laughs> people can't that any accent that isn't white is offensive yeah. if I did a Russian accent right now nobody would care but all of a sudden if I do a Chinese accent I'm racist no <laughs> you're racist for thinking their accent is so terrible that nobody can even um, do an it Chinese of.
1: Americans are fucking killing it like Chinese mm. American people you have like way more privilege than like my fucking ass on disability ever will yeah <laughs> and like, Chinese <laughs> Chinese
0: people fucking killed it at killing Americans yeah. so that's good Um, you know Chinese government and
1: killing American industry but... and
0: our yeah American industry American <laughs> lives uh, and chinese lives so those fuck that fucking government they're not get, we're not getting any better with them we're certainly not getting any closer to peace with putin so we very much are i hope this a,
1: doesn't affect our numbers in china if the yeah i'm sure. yeah. big
0: big fucking fans in china um we very much are possibly on the verge of a war and these little things that seem minor at the time Uh, could very well be stepping stones towards a bigger conflict. Um, So it's just weird that this happened. Uh, It's weird that the thing was allowed to float literally across the entire country before being... It floated like through Alaska, into Montana, and then... (laughs) And
1: there's also reports of UFOs in Alaska. Yeah,
0: through fucking South Carolina. So imagine, picture a map right now, from Alaska... To a, Montana, a, map, a, a minor attracted person. No. Yeah, yeah, think of a minor attracted person right now. Um, and then off the coast of South Carolina, we shot it. So it floated through all Chicago, fucking Tennessee. You know what the thing
1: is, nobody looks up at the sky anymore because we're all just doing this. It's <coughs> yeah, like nobody would even fucking notice. Sometimes I forget the moon
0: it. is there. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I see. Sometimes I'll look up in the sky and I realize that if there's no moon, I'm like, what's yeah, the last uh, time I saw the moon?
1: Am I Mandela uh, affected by the moon? Even right when I don't now? see it, I I feel it, it's yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> so oh, yes. the the
0: spy balloon thing is just—I uh I don't know if it's necessarily conspiracy. I think the obvious thing is, uh spoiler alert: the Chinese government
1: is probably lying. They're <laughs> probably lying. About so is the it American is. government. Probably. And so <laughs> is so is the
0: American government. Because it's and the new so world order, media. maybe. So you actually have no fucking idea what's <laughs> going on, but they're not. Caught raising any alarms about it, so you're not alarmed, but right. I'm saying maybe we should be. Right. Yeah. Maybe we should be alarmed. Maybe we're on the verge of something that is much bigger than we could have ever imagined. Just like, hey guys, remember March 14th, 2020, before they shut down the entire world from COVID, and everyone was sitting there going like, dude, yeah, this COVID thing. Like, Remember the lead up to COVID where I was like, yeah, apparently there's this new thing, but nobody really took it seriously. I remember taking a picture of a box of Corona beers and drawing a bat on it and saying like coronavirus. <laughs> you
1: manifested it. And so it was
0: a joke. COVID was a joke. It was just something that was that we were aware of, that we gradually became more aware of, and then all of a sudden we woke up one morning and it wasn't a fucking joke. I found joke.
1: out I was pregnant with my first son the day that masks became mandated in Maryland. I found out it was really heavy. It was. I I thought I had COVID. I Jeez. thought that's why I was. That's got.
0: That's got to be scary. I'll give you that. The that's nurses were
1: laughing. I was like, what. <laughs>
0: because nobody took it seriously. See, yeah. <laughs> things aren't serious until they are, and that's the reality of the world. So, um don't take it lightly when you just start noticing minor little escalations to stuff Because if we've learned anything in recent history, it's that something that doesn't necessarily seem like a big deal could ultimately become the biggest deal you've ever fucking seen. Because COVID is definitely one of, if not the biggest deal that any of us have experienced in our lives. Um, And it started out as a joke. And so all the shit, we're joking about the Chinese spy balloon, we're joking about the, you know, not joking about it, but we're just kind of like half-heartedly just discussing the thing going on in Ukraine as if it's just like something. It's like, look, it's very possible that we're on the verge of something, and that's not a conspiracy. And if you think that's a conspiracy, uh, you're wrong. It's not a conspiracy to think logically. I'm not saying it's definitely gonna happen, but the fact well, that you're saying it's definitely to not gonna happen makes you the conspiracy like, theorist. Um
1: Pluto is entering Aquarius and it's the first time in hundreds of years since the fucking American Revolution. Um I have to dig up more actual like paperwork about that, but Oh really? And I know astrology, whatever, <laughs> but politicians government you know kings queens a uh, war strategics uh u- utilized astrology for like thousands of years in order to like make moves in like conquering the fucking world they, wow. they, they consulted like astrologists so i have to like pull up more info about i certainly
0: that, but- hope putin isn't an <laughs> astrology chick <laughs>
1: Totally like I need to look up Putin's chart. Yeah, yeah. If like, I
0: see Putin yeah. say something like Mercury yeah. is in red <laughs> the red," oh we're yes. fucked. This motherfucker's waiting for an eclipse <laughs> or something, and it's going to be game over.
1: Right, right. I mean, and see, but the thing is, 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 I don't mean to sound like a dismissive hippie dippy white girl bullshit thing, but. What this is all part of the age of Aquarius. It's all part of the new age coming, and I just want to remind people: like the world isn't ending; like a new age is beginning. And this is why having personal faith is so important during times of conflict like these, because that's the only thing sometimes keeping you going is believing that the soul is eternal, that there is more to our existence of the universe than just this fucking world absolutely we have to take care of it of course Mm -hmm. we're doing a shitty job but to believe in something greater
0: and I think that's a good unfortunately I gotta dip in a couple minutes but I think that's a good place to kind of leave this uh, quite uh, whimsical discussion um <laughs> yeah but it's the idea that it's like i always said a, that's
1: like, gonna be my pronouns whimsical i'm, whimsical. I'm
0: a whim <laughs> i'm a whim i like that it sounds good and it sounds <laughs> yeah, like it could yeah. be woke or it yeah, sounds like yeah. it could fuck be a derogatory yeah. <laughs> racial slur i like that that it could be either <laughs> yes. it could be either you fucking whim. i like that um yeah. i think but what the fuck was i gonna say Holy shit! I totally Um, forgot. I'm
1: just gonna pull one card just to see if I'm gonna get canceled or not from this podcast. (laughs) So I'm gonna try to make it a tradition uh, just to pull a card each episode. Okay. Uh, Am I going? Well, not that I have anything to be canceled from. What is this podcast going to manifest?
0: (laughs) This particular one.
1: (laughs) Uh, For me, uh, for well, for just for us in general. Let's see fuck yeah alchemy choices
0: love it that's
1: awesome okay yeah yeah i mean we're breaking glass ceilings fuck yeah i mean yeah alchemy is the conjoining of opposite forces which i believe we have opposite ideologies but it goes back to the same you You think we have
0: opposite ideologies
1: i mean i am definitely more of a socialist still than you are and i don't but i believe i'm coming into i have a libertarian (coughs) sense of humor yeah. and a socialist actually like political view yeah. But, but, but yeah and, and again you are definitely more of um, a logical and scientifically minded person than i am um i cannot grasp the kind of like i just i just can't um but it's i yeah um but it's like the combining and, and yeah you're a musician i'm a comic it's it's opposite like forces sort of combining together to create some kind of like alchemical work and and it might be ill you know, chemically imbalanced. That's, mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite puns, but... Um I I that's that's what my struggle always was was doing something by myself was like you need to have a sort of not opposing force, but a different, you know, you have
0: something to play off of yeah, you need yeah, a yeah. backboard for your rim. You know? Yeah, yeah.
1: And again, I'm I'm probably gonna become more of a fucking edgelord as this goes on and, and become more open about uh just, this stuff. But um yeah,
0: in the words of many great people, you just kinda gotta not care. You just yeah, kinda yeah. gotta not care. You kinda just gotta fucking say what you think. Right, right. Um
1: once your trans friends stop saying that you have to do better when I'm clearly not doing well. And then once people in the black side of my friends um, mm-hmm. start saying that I'm like a dick sucking crack whore um, for Satan, it's like, yeah, I'm really at the point where it's just like, fuck what anybody else has yeah. to say or think. Yeah, yeah it's like I, I've literally lost like everyone. So, yeah, what, what what have I got to lose? What have I got to be canceled from? Exactly. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> as
0: much as we've preached about, uh, you know, believing in something more than yourself, um, I think that paradoxically, so much of strength comes from trusting yourself in your own vision as long as it's founded in something higher than yourself. Yes. I think that's the most powerful thing. And I think that's why, you know, that we talked about COVID Definitely and stuff higher. like that. And, like, it's such, like, a cringy fucking, like, meme thing to do. <laughs> like, yeah, the pandemic and, like, everything stopped during the pandemic. Um, only if you're a simp. <laughs> Only if you're a simp, all right? If you like like in the words of uh P Diddy if COVID didn't bring out the hustle in you, you ain't got it. And I believe that. Look, just because the world stops around you doesn't mean you got to stop too. And if that makes you stop or if you took that as an excuse to fucking slow down and just fucking whatever, everybody obviously took that as a chance to reevaluate. Some people didn't have a choice like myself when I lost all my fucking work. It definitely forced me to reevaluate and kind of like recenter myself into what I'm doing. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you just, maintain the course but you don't stop going if you stop going you're you think about that think about that you know so like you can't let everything going on around you stop you from doing what you want to do and i know this seems to contradict everything we said earlier but uh and i don't know how to convince you that it doesn't all i can say is is that as long as you aspire to something bigger than yourself then paradoxically you don't give a fuck what yeah. anybody thinks.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually kind of beautiful. See, that's the portent of having a higher power. Absolutely, yeah. And not just in the weed bowl, but yeah. <laughs> um, this isn't weed, it's it's herb. Sorry, I'm still under the protective Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thank you, Jimmy. This has been awesome. Um, I really, I, I think really this is fun. really, yeah, this definitely was the most info-warlocky yeah. episode yet. And, uh,
0: we don't, yeah. if, if given too much leeway, I could really get us out. <laughs>
1: fuck yeah. I can really get
0: that fucking weird.
1: Hell <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no, it was awesome. Um, but yeah, Yeah, thank you guys. Um, and remember the only thing we're not gonna order on DoorDash is a new fucking world. Woo! Info Warlocks.